Welcome to Ready to Mosh, a podcast all about rock, metal and alternative music. I'm Kev P. And I'm Gem G. Each episode will bring you the latest news, talk about new releases and review gigs and festivals that we've been to. There'll be a smattering of guest interviews and a lot of random chat. As well as podcasts, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search at Ready to Moshcast. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Ready to Mosh. Hello. 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 All right. Yes. Good. <laughs> Different start. We always say we don't know what to say at that point, isn't it? It's not like we've not spoke to each other for a week and no, not we're just for catching up. Like five minutes. Exactly. So I, don't, I just don't know what to say then. But I feel like something should be said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shall we start with the news then? Yeah, mine's mainly Tory Festival, not Tory. Tory, as in touring <laughs> festival y stuff. Tory Festival. <laughs> okay. What you got? Uh, a few things. A few things. Okay. A few things. Well, I thought you. you were, yeah, I thought you were going to start. I can do. Yeah. So first one, I guess, is Steelhouse Festival have announced some additions to their lineup. Mm-hmm. So I guess the big news on that one is that Blackstone Cherry are going to headline the Sunday night, and that is a UK festival exclusive performance. Mm, surprised at that. Yeah, I thought they. I thought they bit a few. If, yeah. they're, if, you know, if they're doing one, then I thought they'd... Uh... Yeah, they're doing the UK tour at the moment, aren't they? Or it might have just finished. But, yeah, I imagine they're probably doing some European festivals, maybe. But yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's quite a big one for Steelhouse, saying it's quite a small festival, yeah. I think. The other editions, there are four of those, are Elegant Weapons, When Rivers Meet, The Karma Effect, and Dead Man's Whiskey. Mm. Okay. Uh, my first one is another festival announcement, mm. and it's 2000 Trees. Their latest announcement includes Skindra, Defavanna, The Bronx, Kid Capici, Witch Fever, As Everything Unfolds, and our favourites, Lake Malice. That's not bad. That's a, you know, I'd be happy with those bands for, yeah. you know, for a day. That, that'll <laughs> yeah, that'll do. do me. Yeah, but the, it's a shame 2000 Trees is quite far away from us, because I'd love to do that. Yeah, we keep thinking about it, don't we? It's yeah, just, that, that, mm. well, we keep changing the festivals around, so maybe that could be a new one for next year. It could be, actually, because you've obviously got your last this year. Yeah. Which is using up some of your holiday allowance. So maybe it certainly can, is. Yeah, maybe we can um, kind of pencil that one in for next year. Yeah, I, I think maybe jump mm. on an early bird for that. Yeah. And as we mentioned last week, Bloodstock had an announcement. They've added another 14 new names for this year's festival. Mm-hmm. So they are on the main stage, the Ronnie James Dio stage and the Sophie Lancaster stage. Additions to the main stage include Witch Sorrow, Royal Republic and Employed to Serve. Mm-hmm. And some of the additions to the Sophie stage include Candlemas, who are replacing Whitechapel, who have had to pull out, Bloodyard, Wolf Bastard and Skin Failure. Mm-hmm. The Bloodstock line is looking really good. Um, it is. And I know you really want to see Candlemas. I do, and I think that's a UK exclusive. Yeah. So, so that's a, yeah. yeah. World Republic's a strange one. It kind of is, but I can, they do have the odd, like they've got Ugly Kid Joe on as well, haven't they, this year? So. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, I mean, that's slightly closer to what I'd consider Bloodstock, but not. It's not. It's not what I think of if you gave me bands to list at Bloodstock. No, it's not a traditional Bloodstock band, but they were yeah. good fun when we saw them at Danley. Oh, they were amazing. World Republic, yeah. that is, run about. Yeah. yeah, I think they'd be a nice little bop in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, it could be. Mm. Uh, my next news, it's hardly shocking and surprising, but Ozzy has finally announced his retirement. He has, from touring. From touring, yeah. Don't think kind he of. Fully said 
live performance retirement, is it? The literal touring. It's, yeah, he's. I think he's still looking on how he can do stuff, kind of like how it was worded, how he can do stuff maybe where he doesn't have to tour city to city, country to country. Yes, yeah, almost like a, a residency, I'm yeah. imagining, that kind of thing. It's, it's either going to be a residency or they're going to go down the hologram route. Really? But he's still alive. That'd just be weird. Maybe they'll like, it'll be like a Zoom call. <laughs> a Zoom screen. call with Ozzy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. While he's sat at home, mm. shouting at the various pets they've got. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't particularly surprised because nah. it's been not four years those dates have been rolling over. It wasn't even the pandemic that kicked off the cancellations. Was no, it? it's, it's always been his that, health, yeah. Yeah. not the world's health. So, um, Another bit, including Skindred, is that they are going to be the special guests for KISS on their End of the Road. End of the Road? End of the Road. Rolled, rolled, End of the World. End of the Road World Tour on the UK dates. So yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, that's them. fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the idea of I mean, seeing Kiss and Skindra on the same day is just yeah. awesome. Well, we, we've done it. Well, yeah, we, we, well, we, yeah, we know, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, the Wild Things are going to be supporting as well. So that's the six dates that they've got across the UK, which I'm still baffled. Well, not baffled. Surprised that there's one in Plymouth. Yeah. It seems so random. But yeah, that's definitely a good lineup going on there. Now, my final piece, uh, it's something that's kind of been floating about social media. And I'm going to get you to listen to it, and then you can give me your... Well, you can give a reaction to it. Okay, I've got no idea what this is, by the way. (laughs) Go. Right, so I've just made Jam listen to Two Four Christ covering Eye of the Tiger. The fuck was that? (laughs) Why? Fuck knows. It's absolutely, it's really Alan Partridge. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's one of those things that you think is for comedy, but actually they obviously really believe that. Yeah, but I love it when the uh, the, the steroid freak starts jumping around and giving it a little bit of a hand clap and then does his little 90s new metal rap. I know, it's different. <laughs> if it floats your boat. Yeah, I saw it doing the rounds this week and it, it just cracked me up when I watched it. So I thought I've got to save that and play it too. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I've just got two more Tory. Got to stop saying that, haven't I? Yeah. Touring type items. There's been loads, or it feels like loads, of big USA tour, like co headlining things announced suddenly. Yeah. Including Fallout Boy and Bring Me the Horizon. Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper, supported by Ministry and Filter. That is just, that's a wet dream for me. That is. And it's like, you kind of hope that they're going to come over here with them, but you know they're not. Yeah. Trivium and Beartooth and Brian Adams and Joan Jett. I watched Joan Jett. (laughs) I I just spotted that last minute, so I thought I'd add it in because I knew you'd love it. (laughs) But yeah, they're going hard with some of these double headlining shows over there. So if you're in America, go watch some of those because we would. Well, I'd definitely watch the uh, Alice Cooper, Rob Zombie that one in particular. Ministry so that, filter, that's, that's, oh, that's heaven. Yeah. And then Placebo, just last couple of days, announced that they've rescheduled the dates that they had to postpone back in December because Brian wasn't very well. Yeah. And it's another download clash. So they're obviously at download. So across the weekend, some of these dates fall. There's one on the Wednesday of download. And mm-hmm. then again, similar to Iceman Kills, the Monday night after download as well. And I think... After, so they're not fully over download, yeah. but apart from the Wednesday. But yeah, anyone who's got tickets for both is probably going to have a bit of a struggle. Yeah, I suppose. But where are they doing those rescheduled ones? I can't remember the Wednesday one. The Monday night one is was Birmingham. It, yeah, I was going to say, was it, I thought it was Coventry, Newcastle. It's 
Birmingham on the Monday. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I can't remember the Wednesday. So the Birmingham one, one might, be might not be too bad, yeah. It might not if you're fairly local-ish, or you can mm. maybe on your way home have an extra night over Birmingham. But so yeah, that was obviously suited their tour schedule, but not necessarily all the fans. Yeah. Our main review this week then is the second album from Anchor Lane called This a Reality. Mm-hmm. We have been fans of Anchor Lane for a long time. Really, yeah, since that first them. EP, we saw them at Download in 2018. Yeah, some time ago now. We've just kind of carried on following them since, I yeah. guess. So we'll go through this and see what we think. <laughs> yeah, the first track, Land Stutter. I absolutely love this. It's, yeah. it's amazing and it's obvious, It's an obvious single. Yeah, it's an obvious single. I think it's a really perfect big opener. It really sets the scene for the whole album. Yeah, can't agree more. Uh, second track, Ministry. Again, I really like this one. I thought it had quite an 80s vibe to the start. Yeah, I've I've got um, 80s synth, slight change of style initially, mm. and it sounds like an 80s movie song. I thought also it reminded me of Muse. Okay, yeah, they do a lot of uh, synth stuff. Yeah, kind of the very start synth bits. I was like, oh, this could be a Muse song. And I don't normally like Muse, but if this was Muse, I would like it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, really catchy, lots of different sound layers, almost arena-esque, you could imagine mm. it, growing to that level. Yeah. Next track is called This Reality. Yeah, title track. This is another banger. Loads of short, sharp guitar pieces that just work really well. Yeah, I thought it was quite indie-ish. It's quite bouncy. It reminded me, because I was listening to it while I was walking, and this isn't a criticism, because I do like it, but if you're old enough to remember Mr. Soft from the 90s, yeah. the adverts, I kind of felt myself bouncing along like Mr. Soft. <laughs> Uh, way, yeah. obviously. Nitroglycerin. Yeah, track four. four. Uh, slightly harsher guitars. Uh, drums were a lot heavier in this, mm. but the vocals kind of match that as well. They're kind of like really piercing in this one. Yeah, I thought overall heavier, more kind of screamier vocals almost. Mm. Yeah, and the bass really stood out as well in it, I thought. Yeah. I've been waiting, number five. This is one I've highlighted as a favourite. Interesting. Okay. Why is that interesting? No, I want to know what you oh, thought first. Yeah, I thought it was, again, a bit of an 80s kind of intro yeah. to it. A good riff, a nice bouncy chorus. I thought it was quite poppy at times. And also it reminded me a little bit possibly of newer Frank Carter. Okay. Or not, not the new, new Frank Carter, the kind of, I can't think what the album was, the one before the last album. The one before Sticky. Yeah, it's just gone out of my mind. But yeah, <laughs> it kind of reminded me a bit of that as well. Okay. I, I've got more 80s electro synth. I thought it was still a good track, but it's my least favourite. Oh, that's interesting, because we were saying before that we both had a track that we didn't like as much, but we didn't tell each other which it was, oh, yeah. so is this yours? This is mine, yeah. Oh, so it's not the same then, obviously, because I've got it marked as a favourite. <laughs> uh, I've got a feeling that it's the next one for you, which is The Mischievous Song. It is, that is my least favourite. Uh, yeah, because it sounds a little bit more indie, it's got like a blur, sort of supergrass type feel to it. Yeah, that's not necessarily the reason. I just felt there was a bit too much going on. You know, when the chorus kicks in, yeah. and there's quite a lot of Oh, too, lots, kind of too many layers to it. Too many layers to it. Lost. It almost gets like um, a bit of a sensory overload going on in my yeah. ears. To it. I imagine it'd be really good live, and I bet the crowd yeah. would really get going to this one. But yeah, I will confess that I don't always listen to that one now. I listen to it a few times, obviously, mm. just to get some notes on it and see if it got any more listenable for me personally, but it, yeah. it just didn't. Okay. Uh, next one is Choke, and I thought this had more of kind of like a sort of like a new punk sort of feel. Yeah, I thought it's quite bouncy and fast and yeah, and... but a bit more stripped back and but really catchy. Like everything seems a lot more scaled back, like you would with mm. kind of like punk, but yeah, just very very and very very catchy. 
Very, very gushy. <laughs> <laughs> Electric Karma is track eight. I thought this was quite funky, almost a 70s style bounce to it. Oh, okay. I thought it was kind of like a 90s style uh, sort of catchy track, catchy track with hints of Green Day. Oh, I did put it as a, quite a punky chorus as well, but just the opening had a kind of a 70s mm. vibe going through it. Okay. Uh, track nine is Bitter, which is a slower track, lots of distortion, and it's a bit of a kind of like festival mid-set, lights in the air kind mm. of song. Yeah. I really like this. This is another of my favourites. Uh, yeah, I could see you liking this. Yeah, I thought it was kind of the guitar's quite atmospheric and there's a lot of focus on the vocals. I think the vocals yeah. are amazing in this one. Yeah, and quite dark, and it, but then builds up to the chorus. Mm. And yeah. Yeah, I can see, I, 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 know, I can see exactly why you'd like this. Track 10, The Static. I absolutely love this. Yeah, that's just the instrumental, isn't it? And it's it? just an instrumental, Piano yeah. Piano piece, but yeah. It's, it's kind of like really haunting and. Yeah, I thought haunting. And it um, kind of like made me think of Nails. Yeah, actually, that's a good comparison. Um, um, kind of like when they did the, like when they were doing stuff for Facebook, uh, a yeah. Facebook movie, a uh, mm. social network. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's got like a movie sort of feel to it in that way. Mm. And yeah, but I, I really love that and how it builds yeah. into the next track. What I have noticed as well, there's been a couple that we've reviewed, haven't they, that have got kind of a, a random instrumental. Yeah. Is that I thought that thing? earlier, yeah. <laughs> but they've all been... Quite good, haven't they, the instrumental mm. bits? And to me, it does feel like a little interlude before an encore at the end. Yeah. Which I think we've said before, but it works. Yeah. And track 11, Sycophant Disorder. Another one I thought was quite 80s with the synths. And- I thought, yeah, I thought this had like a harder sound to it, like an industri- mm. more like an industrial sort of, like how you'd got lighter 80s synth yeah. earlier on. Mm. I, f- I felt like this was a bit heavier and had more of a like industrial feel to it than yeah. Than that, um, um, but it moves into this really well from the last track that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, it flows really well, doesn't it? I also felt the synths in it were quite. You could imagine yeah. them in a horror film, mm. or, or reminded me a bit of like a Stranger Things theme. Yeah, there's a really cool bass line that goes through this mm. as well. Yeah, so yeah, I'll pick that out as well because that's that's a really cool track. Mm. And then finally, I don't have another soul to pour. Yeah, so he sort of finishes with a bit of a flourish, I think. Mm. Uh, and it's faster than most of the album. Yeah. I thought. I thought that as well. Yeah. Bit of interesting distortion on vocals. And the drums, again, feel a bit heavier in this one yeah. than some of the other stuff. I thought overall it was heavier again with the, like, the riffs and the bass as well as the drums. I thought it was a really good ending. Obviously some albums can kind of tail off at the end, but I just kind of thought it, it finished with a bang. And the title of yeah. it is almost like, I've got nothing else to add, this is it. This is it. Out with a flurry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really... I really love this album. I've listened to it quite a lot over the last week. Same. Yeah, it's the first album as a three-piece, and I don't think they've lost anything by losing a member. No, no. Everything in there works, so... Yeah. It's all all good. Yeah, it's a slight change of sound, I think, from their earlier stuff, but in in a good way. Yeah, Yeah. they're, they're just kind of evolving. Yes. And, yeah, this... Like, this album's a great kind of showpiece to mm. what they can do. Yeah. And we've recommended them before last year at some point. Yeah, we did, yeah. One of our yeah. recommendations, and that's, that still stands. We recommend you listen yep, to this new album. Yeah, even more yeah. so. Yes. Marks of 10? Ooh, I'm going to say eight and a half. Yes, I was going to say that as well. Yeah. Averaging it out from all the songs, yeah, that's definitely a strong eight and a half for me. Yeah.
Right, it's main feature time, and we've been looking at the Loudwire top 100 albums of the 21st century. Because, like everything, it's always a little bit divisive with some of the things that are in there. Yeah, we just thought it'd be interesting to have a look through. I don't actually know how this was ranked. Was it just Loudwire staff giving their opinions? Was it based on sales or...? No, it wasn't based on sales. I think it was just Loudwire's general opinion. Wasn't it? So we thought we'd have a look through. It was released a couple of weeks ago, I think. And we'd just give our thoughts... On, on the top 100. Yeah, so we've gone through down to number 20, so the first 80, I yeah. think, out, and picked out some each that we want to comment on, because yeah. obviously we're not going to go through all 100, because <laughs> we'll be here forever. We'll send you to sleep, probably. Maybe we can do an extended edition. <laughs> Maybe. A bonus yeah. edition. Um, and then we're just going to go down the top 20 and give a comment on all of those, I think. Yeah. Pretty much. Can I just say as well, just before we get into it, mm. I don't know when this goes up to time-wise. I think the newest one I spotted was 2021, which was Spirit Box Eternal Blue. Okay. Because there were albums I would That's have thought from 2020. something I didn't even think about, yeah. Did I say 2021 then? Yeah. Yeah, I did. There was nothing from 2022 and there were potential albums. There was a lot of albums released last yeah, year as well. so I don't know. I, I tried to have a look through the article. I couldn't really find any timeline context, so. Okay. Or maybe, in their opinion, older stuff is better. Maybe. Okay. So so we've gone through them, and I've got the first one that's come up. And it's the one that's at number 100. And it's Mesmerised by System, which, I'll be honest, I rate this a lot higher than that. Because I think it's a great album. There is some filler on there, but as far as double albums go... I was just going to say, is this a double? It, it was, was yeah. It? yeah. It was Mesmerised and Hypnotised. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. But as a double al- as far as a double album goes, I think it's one of the best double albums ever because there's not that much filler on there. I don't think there is on these, actually. I can listen to them all through. Yeah. Um, first one I picked was number 88, which is Him, Love Metal. Mm. Following on from recent from decisions week, yeah. or the week before, whenever it was. I just thought this actually was, I mean, it's my personal favourite Him album and it was their most commercially successful. So I think of that time, given how well it did, yeah. I thought it, would have been a bit higher. I'm not saying it would have been top 20 or anything like that, but I thought it You thought it been. might have been... Yeah, because it, it was really big at the time. Yeah. It had a lot of... It had a lot of, of press. Press, yeah. and people like Juliette Lewis went in the videos, and, you know, they were massive. So, yeah, I just thought, hmm. maybe it's my him-blinkered glasses, but, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh, the next one I've got is at number 82, and it's Pucifier, mm. uh, Conditions of My Parole. And... I'm not going to argue that it should be any higher than 82, mm. but I'm just really pleased it's made the list because it is an absolutely amazing album. And kind of like for anybody who's not really heard of Pucifier, it's uh, Maynard's side project from Tool. Yeah, I have to say when I saw it in there, I was quite pleased. I'm not a massive fan myself, but it's good that they are picking more random, more obscure it's not kind just of the same old, same old. Yeah, it's, it's not like watching the Kerrang top 20. Yeah. When we were punks list, yeah. is it? It's... I mean, when we get to the top 20, I'm sure that that will be pretty as expected. But yeah, yeah it's good to see. But it's range. good to see things like mm. Pucifier in there. Yeah. yeah. Number 77 I've got next, which is Rise Against Sufferer and the Witness. Yeah, I looked at that. The reason I've picked this one out really is not that I necessarily think it should be any higher as a Rise Against album, but there's only one Rise Against album in the list. And I would have either picked Siren Song of the Counterculture or Appeal to Reason over those. Yeah. I think Appeal to Reason is my personal favourite, but I feel like Siren Song of the Counterculture is think, more classic Rise Against, which yeah. is the earlier one. Of the three that were like the big ones of that time that they did, I think, me personally, this is the weakest one. 
Mm. It's got some good songs on it, but overall... Not as strong as the yeah, others. Yeah, if I had to pick a Rise Against album for the list, would not have been that one. Hmm, interesting. The next one, we've both gone picked out, which mm-hmm. is uh, Meteora by Linkin Park. It is. Why did you pick it? Just because I thought it would have been higher. Same. It, it, it was a huge, al- it was a huge album, yeah. and I, I just assumed that this would have been like top 20. I would have thought so. Not necessarily top 20, maybe top 40. Yeah. Because they're obviously expecting Hybrid Theory to be higher up. Obviously. Yeah, um, but, but to see it but at 75 yeah, was quite surprising. I, I definitely thought that too. As a second album, it was good. It's not quite as good as Hybrid Theory, but there's still some classics on there, and it was still big at it was, the time. Yeah, it was still huge, yeah. Yeah. Next up, I've got Disturbed the Sickness. Yeah, I looked at that, yeah. Yeah, I just thought it would have been higher, because that was a classic. It's the best album, I think, that Disturbed have done. Yeah, I, so I far. can't argue with that, yeah. So yeah, I just thought it would have been... It's kind of one that everybody remembers fondly. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought maybe top 30 for it. Yeah, yeah, see that. Uh, number 62 is some 41, All Killer No Filler. And I've, I'll have i be honest, I've got no idea no idea how it made the list, other than it had this weird kind of... It was huge though, wasn't it? Everyone loved yeah, that I, single, I, or the two big singles. Yeah, they had two single main, main yeah, singles off it. That they're still churning out now on crap. Yeah, they still keep... Crapping it out everywhere, and I just don't get it. I, I don't think they're very talented. I just don't. Yeah, I just, mm. I just don't get it. When there are other albums that could have gone yeah. in this list, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan. To be honest, though, I would have expected it potentially to have been put higher because it was so, so popular. Yeah. yeah. Next up, I have. Hang on. Um, sorry, is it you again? Yes. Apologies. Yeah, the next one I've got is number sixty-one is Audio Slave self-titled album. I did look at that because I do like it. Yeah, which is weird because you are not a huge fan of Chris Cornell's voice. No, I do like Chris Cornell's voice, not in Soundgarden. <laughs> like it's just I love his solo it's the same stuff. Same voice. I know. I think it must be how it works with the music because I love it in Audio Slave. I love his solo stuff, but I think it's. But you didn't like Soundgarden, and I, I don't even know why. It's I don't. Weird I can't thing get I've it. got. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I do love the Audio Slave stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see this on here. And for me, this is the definition of a supergroup and how mm. a supergroup album should be because that mm. album is just, it's just amazing from start to finish. Yeah. Is it me now? It's you now. Thank you. Number 59, I've actually got two together because yeah. they're the same one. 59, Ghost Infestissimum. Mm-hmm. Might shock here, but I don't think that should have been in the top 100. I agree. It's my least favourite Ghost album. And, yeah, I was just really surprised to see it there that high. Yeah. It's got some good songs on it, and I, I listened to it all the way through. But, yeah, I just didn't think it would have been there. And then leading on to that, Opus Eponymous is number 45, which I can kind of see that being there and it being higher than Infestissimum. But, again, I was I surprised don't think either it was, belong on there. given that Prakel is not in there at all. Mm. Yeah, I just thought that was an interesting choice of those two ghost albums to feature in the top 80 yeah i you know i mean i like ghost i could see one of the albums being in there but neither of those two and not that high either because the thing is with some of these albums some have stood the test of time Mm. and some of them haven't or aren't that old to stand you know the test of time so yeah i just found it really yeah interesting why that choice was made on those two and saying that as a ghost fan obviously my next one is, at number 52 is Iron Maiden's Book of Souls. I don't know why it's on there. It seems mm. like it's a token gesture. It's like we must have a Maiden album 
here at some point, and they've picked that one. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I just don't understand why it is there. No, I think there is another one higher up, but that one, I think they probably had to put it in because it's Maiden. Yeah, like it's yeah. a token. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it just seems a bit strange. It's me now. Yes. Okay, I'm losing track of where we're at. 39, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Stadium Arcadium. I think we've said this before, but that doesn't need to be a double album. No. The opposite of the system, which works great as a double album. That one this could be condensed lot. into one, and then maybe it could be there, but as a double album, it don't need to be there. No, there's a lot of filler on that. Mm. And yeah, I, I, one album would have been fine. I'd, yeah. And for that alone, I don't think it needs to be that high. No, and again... Well, I'd, I'd switch that for the system album, actually. And again, is it just there because it's them? Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. By the way, is it number 22? I just make a note of that. Which is far Which is far better and it deserves to be higher than that. But, yeah. Because Stadium Arcadium, to me, was... They might as well have just called it By the Way 2. Some of the shit we didn't put on By the Way. (laughs) That's that's how I kind of look at the album. Yeah, again, they they do just have this habit. And we said it last year because they released God knows how much last year. Yeah. Churning stuff out. Yeah. When it does it, it's just like, just get... Just turn good stuff out, but not as frequently. Quality over quantity, yeah. Anthony. Uh, number 36 is 10,000 Days by Tool. That is way, way, way too low. I would agree with that. Not a huge Tool fan, but I agree with that. Yeah, I think that could be, for me, that could be a top 10. 100% top 10 is, we talk about, you just said about quality over quantity. Tool churn an album out like once every six years, if you're lucky. Mm. Every album they've done, they're not, they're yeah. not skippable. You would listen to every single track. And the last one I've got is number 34, AFI Sing the Sorrow. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I was just pleased to see it that high. Yeah. I feel that they're often overlooked as a band. Yeah. And, yeah, that is my favourite AFI album. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge AFI fan. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I appreciate that they're actually on that list. Mm. So, yeah, don't really know what else to say about it. Just I love that album and I'm happy it was there. Uh, the next two I've got, uh, the next one is Foo Fighters. Wasting Light at number 14? Mm. No, at number 33, sorry. It's the 14th. It's the 14th, the 14th one we've discussed. Yeah. Uh, it's at number 33. I wouldn't even put this in the top 100. No. Again, is that a token gesture? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> There's no other no other reason for it. Yeah, I kind of score it, score it, saw it and skipped past, really, because I thought, well, it's there. It's probably just there for the sake of being there. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It seems like there's a lot of big bands who have got token albums on there. It's like, don't put it in just for the sake of putting it in. Yeah. Don't give it a ranking when it doesn't deserve it. Mm. And then the last one, which I'm really pleased about, which is at number 27, is At The Drive-In Relationship of Command. Because that is an incredible album, and it deserves more recognition than it gets. Mm. I'm not a massive fan of it, but again, it's similar to the AFI. It's actually pleasing to see smaller or lesser known or often overlooked bands that high up. Yeah. And it, but it's weird how they've kind of like put that at 27. And then you've got the Foo Fighters at 33 and 10,000 Days by Tool is at 36. Yeah. It's like there's no logic to it at times. It's just kind of, it's very... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what, what are they basing it on and how many people, do people just vote on different criteria or... I don't, I honestly don't Maybe know. Maybe we should do our own version and yeah. see, make an algorithm and see what it spits out. The same albums, but we reorder it. Get Top 20 based on sales, perhaps. I just meant in our, our opinion. Oh, in our, our personal in opinion. In our humble opinions, where we would rank it based on, I don't know, some criteria, plonk it in a spreadsheet... 
and get it to reorganise it. I could work some Excel magic. Maybe we'll do that then. (laughs) Right, so we're going to go through the top 20 now. And first up at number 20 is My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade. I can see why it's there. I know you would disagree. I hate the album, hate the band, but... Yeah, I can I can kind of see why it made a list. It was very popular, but yeah, definitely not for me. No, I'm not a fan, but there are a couple of tracks on um, on it that I can listen to. I don't mind. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, you see why it's there, don't you? Can't say much else about it, yeah. can we, really? No. Uh, number 19 is... <laughs> Sorry, I feel like we what? should have the chart music in the background. You mean Led Zeppelin? Yeah, what? Was that not on top of the pops when they it did was, the chart? Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like we should have it was that. A whole lot of love. Yeah, yeah, we probably haven't got the um, the rights for it, have we? No, no. Yeah. So next up, nineteen Mastodon Blood Mountain. I was surprised to see it there. It's the second Mastodon album in the list, I think. Yeah, I think it is. But pleasantly surprised to see it there. Yeah, very pleasantly. Yeah. I would rate it above my Chemical Romance. Personally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's an absolutely mm. cracking album. Yeah. Um. I think for anybody who's kind of into Mastodon stuff, it, they probably say it's their best album as well. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Kind of a go-to, really, isn't it? Yeah. If you think, oh, I want to listen to Mastodon. Number 18 is Queens of the Stone Age, Songs for the Deaf. I was surprised of all of the Quatsa albums that that one was the highest, I think it is. Yeah, but it's 21st century, though, isn't it? Oh, it is, so of course. Rated R won't be on there. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh Again, this is this is a great Queens of the Stone Age album. Yeah, you had some massive hits from it, didn't they? Yeah, No Obviously. One Knows, Go With The Flow, both on there. Yeah, um, classics. Yeah, in fact, Go With The Flow used to be my ringtone. I was going to say, that was your ringtone, It was my ringtone for back a long time, back in the day, yeah. Number 17, Green Day, American Idiot. Yeah, I can see why that's there. It was huge. It was a huge album, and it was really, really good album as well. Yeah, it's definitely one I can not skip. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, you know, we don't need to say a lot about that album because everybody knows it. Yeah. Uh, number 16, very, very surprised to see this on here. Same. I can't say a lot about it because I'm not overly familiar with it, so I'll hand this one over to you. <laughs> this is an absolute, this is a perfect circle, Medanon, and it is unbelievable. And it's another side project of Maynard from mm. Tool. Yeah, it's featuring a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, just... Everything about this is incredible, and it's um, it's a surprise to see it that high mm. because it's probably not a band that everybody's familiar with. Yeah, and well, I, I mean, because I'm a Tool fan, I know of kind of like the side projects and all the other stuff that they've done, and mm. yeah, th- th- this is an amazing album. Um, yeah. Anybody who likes Tool should definitely check it out. Yeah, I think I like a couple of tracks on it. I remember listening to it kind of way back when it was released. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been out a long, long time. Yeah, I might even revisit it. <laughs> Number fifteen, Opeth, Blackwater Park. Again, pleasantly surprised to see yeah. this in there. Yeah, it's, it's like we we started off at twenty with um, My Chemical Romance, but like since then I've, I've kind of gone, yeah, I get why that's there. Yeah, seeing that at number twenty at first, I was like, this is kind of the way this is going to go. Yeah, I was dreading more it. bigger commercial kind of bands being in there, but actually, yeah, moving on. Yeah, we, we should just say, by the way, we've not actually looked at the top 20. No. So we, as we're going through these, we're literally just scrolling through our phones mm. and going, oh. Yeah. So these are pretty much mm. instant reactions to it. But yeah, uh, 
I mean, I've seen Oprah for a few times and yeah. I, I think they're amazing. It's one of those for me because they do longer songs, which I'm not always a fan of, but I do really like this album. Yeah. And definitely their live performance I love. So, yeah, very happy to see that there. Uh, the next one, Between the Buried and Me, Colours. I don't know this. I don't either, so I'm going to make a point of listening to this. Yeah. Um, so, sounds like it's a, kind of like a prog metal mm. sort of sound. I'm going to um, say, looking at the description of it, it sounds interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, so what's good about this is it's given me an album to listen to. Um, there could be others in there, as in yeah, the whole list. There in the whole some list, that I saw yeah. that I've not heard of, so yeah. 13. I'll let you take this one. Thanks. Um, ghost Meliora. Yeah, I would have... If I was going to rate a Ghost album, obviously we're not including Pyrrha because that doesn't seem to have been covered for last year. Yes. It would have been this or Prakal, and obviously Prakal I don't think is in here if yeah. this is the highest rated one. I can't see them putting two Ghost albums in the top 20. Yeah, so, so I'm yeah. more familiar with the last album they released. Mm. And I know a couple of tracks off this. Yeah. You could argue that this is the best album and, you know, they did get a Grammy for Cerise. So okay. You can see why it's obviously got that critical acclamation. Mm. Um, yeah. Number 12. Sorry, sorry. Oh. Do you want to carry it? Sorry, no, I was going to say, oh. yeah, I've got no complaints about it being there. I mean, I might have rated it a little bit higher, but, you know, <laughs> happy where that is. Uh, number 12, then, is Converge, Jane Doe. Not familiar with it. I've... Listen to Converge a long, long time ago. So I've heard of them, but I'm yeah. not familiar with the band or the album, really. So Yeah, so I, I do know um, quite a few tracks off this, and it is a really good album. And again, it's surprising to see this at number 12, because mm. as we as we said about expecting certain bands to be in the top 20. Mm. So yeah, it's really, really good surprise to see that in there. Oh, number 11, Behemoth, The Satanist. Yeah. Very happy to see that. There, I'm su- very surprised to be honest. Yeah, because um, I'd probably rate this. I mean, the the one from last year, Opus Contra Naturum. Again, probably hasn't featured because of it being last it's year. Newness, yeah, I'd probably put this as the second best Behemoth album behind that, or a very close joint first. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's see why a it's stunning there. album, mm. from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's just kind of like a, it's, it, it's. I don't know how to describe it best. It just. It just grabs you and just you you won't once you you listen to it once and then you will automatically just play it again and again and again. It's just, it's amazing. I've just read the description of it actually on here, which I think is perfect. It's the Satanist is very simply a vile masterpiece, a wicked and nefarious plunge into the war between heaven and hell. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, number ten, Gajira from Mars to Sirius. Well, that's interesting. I wouldn't necessarily have put that Gajira album there, but I think yeah. I mean. This is one that started, that kind of broke through mm. for them, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, I've no complaints about this at all. And we're going to see them soon. We are, yes. Ooh. Finally. Um, number nine, Meshuggah Obzen. That's an interesting choice. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a massive Meshuggah fan. Not really my kind of thing. Um, but. Yeah, no, I, I like them. I can. I wouldn't ever think, oh, I'll go and listen to my sugar. But if they're yeah. on, I like it. Yeah, I never go out my way to listen to them. Maybe I should give this one a proper listen. Yeah, I mean, this is one I'll, I'll probably mm. kind of after we've listened to this, as I was going to do with uh, the other the other album. Probably give this a listen just to yeah. just to confirm anything or something like that. Uh, number eight, Mastodon again. Oh, yeah, Leviathan. Yeah, that that's a classic, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is a classic. Yeah, and again, it's one I've totally forgotten about. 
I had actually, and yeah, so it's got blood and thunder on it, hasn't it? Yeah. And surprised to see two mastodons in the top twenty. Yeah. Also, it's, it's an interesting about, kind of yeah. take. Are they and everything as we're getting further down is getting mm. very heavy. It is, isn't it? So, are they expecting like a new, another rise in that kind of sound again, or? I don't know. Okay. Interesting. Number seven is Iron Maiden, Brave New World. Mm, yes. I had and, a feeling that might be in there. Yeah. Well, it was the first one if, back um, with, I think Bruce was back for that one, yeah. wasn't he? And, and with Book of Souls being higher up, I was pretty sure this one must have been in the top 20, just because why would you not have this one if the other one if was the other in, one if you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, was, I like it as a Maiden album. It's not yeah, it's, like the best. Yeah. It's not classic. It's not it's classic got Maiden, but it's, it's, good it's okay, it. yeah. Mm. Uh, it's got Wicker Man on there. Yeah. Uh, that was a, a great track. Mm. And oh, and Blood Brothers is on there too. Oh, of course, yeah. Which is yeah, which is a great. It, it, that is that's kind of like that does hark back a bit to Classic Maiden mm. and the title track as well. That's yeah, a good old gallopy. It is yeah. Pop. Number six, really yes. pleased with this. Well, that is an absolute unskippable one. Yeah, uh, Deftones' White Pony. Yes, they're well, it's their best album, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's. Oh, yeah. Mm. Change. Yeah. I, I could listen to Change constantly, mm. just on repeat. And yeah. The whole album could go on loop for a day. For yeah. <laughs> um, I, in fact, I had an interesting conversation once about Deftones. Mm. Their opening tracks for each album, it's never an opening track you want to skip. That's you know, you do, do get do some it, bands yeah. where you get to, because you've heard it that many times at the start, but with Deftones you don't. Oh. Yeah. Slipknot Iowa is number five. Not surprised it's there. Not surprised it's there. It's an okay album for me. It's an yeah. okay. It's probably, I don't know, I'd probably say it's about the third best album. Yeah, I can't remember. Is there any other Slipknot in the previous? We've I'd obviously not, not noted any, have we? No, we've not. No, I didn't see any. I have a feeling there might have been, what was the third album? Uh, that was, I know, I can, I've, I've got the album. Yeah, same. Anyway, I think there might have been another one. Was it Subliminal Verses? Could be, yeah. Was it? I think it was Subliminal Verses. I feel like yeah. I did skip past that when I was looking through. But, yeah, I guess it... I prefer the first album to it, but I can see why this is there. Yeah. It had some massive tracks on it, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. Oh, another Opeth. Yeah, Opeth. Wasn't expecting that. Again, a classic of yeah. Opeths. Yeah. Do you want to tell everybody the title? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ghost Reveries by Opeth in at number four. Da, 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 da. It is a masterpiece, actually. Um, it is a really, really cool album. Um, the thing is with bands like Opeth, I always forget about the albums that they've done. Yeah. And how, you know, mm-hmm. so you'll start listening to like a, a newer Opeth kind of track or an mm-hmm. album. And then, I don't know, if you've got it on a shuffle kind of thing, it'll probably go back to something that they've done before. You go, oh, shit, I forgot mm-hmm. all about that. Yeah. And because I mean this, I mean because this is nearly twenty years old. Yeah, it is two thousand and five. Yeah, and yeah, so you can't you you do just kind of forget, and you forget how long they've been going as well. Next up, number three, Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. Yeah, I can't can't argue with that being in like top three. Absolutely not. Um, depending what two and one are, will depend whether I agree with it being at <laughs> yeah. number three. But we've said it so many times before; it's completely unskippable. Yeah. Best album they ever did. Yes. Yeah. 
not much else we can say that <laughs> no. we've not said before, really. Yeah, everybody knows it. Yeah, everybody so knows it, everybody owns it. Yeah, Except for me, I can't find it. But yeah. It's vanished, but Your I Your copy and it. mine. Yeah, weird, but yeah. <laughs> okay, number two, Toxicity, System of Down. Oh. Now, now, I love this album. I don't know if I would have placed it above Hybrid Theory, though. I love the album, but I suffer from... It, I've just overplayed it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Chop Suey in particular, Chop, it's, yeah. it's one of those that's always on and it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Chop Suey and Aerials, they're both just kind of... Yeah, yeah Aerials, I guess. Yeah. Um, but don't get me wrong, it is a great album mm. and it's arguably the best album they've done. Yeah. But yeah, I think if I listened to it, I would skip Chop Suey. Yeah, oh, 100%. Possibly Aerials, yeah. depending what mood I was in. So I can't claim it's fully unskippable. Yeah. Are you ready for the number one? Are ready for number, number one? one? Here we go. Oh. Oh. Wasn't wow. expecting that. I was not expecting that. I am genuinely amazed that that is on there. So number one is Tool and Lateralis. And this is my favourite Tool album as well. Mm. Yeah, I think if I had to pick a favourite Tool album and go for this one just because I'm more familiar with it. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's, this is heaven to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that. Some of the tracks on this are just incredible. The one of the ones that I, well, two tracks that I love on this is the way that Parable goes into Parabola. Mm, yeah, um, it's just oh, weirdly, I was actually driving on the way home last night listening to Tool. Oh, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, I'm I'm really pleased this is number one because I was actually talking to somebody at work yesterday mm. and. Said something about Tool, and it was the usual response. They'd never heard at all. Didn't yeah. know anything about them. <laughs> Standard. It's like, fine. It's like, yeah, you know, and then it's the question of, are they pretty big? Or, well, they've got platinum albums coming out their ears. Yeah. <laughs> it's quantity over quality. No, mm. quality over quantity. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I got that the wrong way around. Wrong band. Yeah. Uh, absolutely delighted this is a number one. Mm. That was really made my evening i'm really chuffed oh, about that i can see you look so smiley about that i do yeah um yeah the grudge is on there as well oh yeah just happy happy yeah. happy so yeah that's the loudwire's top 100 rock and metal albums of the 21st century it was posted a couple of weeks ago so look on loudwire you'll find the full list if you want to look through it yourself Finally, then, we have this week's Ready to Mosh recommendation. And this week, it is Imperium. Yeah, Imperium. They are, they are a five-piece from London, kind of like a hard thrash band. Their self-titled EP came out last year. And the track's on there, Here Comes the Night, Ragnarok, The Passing and Deceived. And anybody who's kind of a fan of Metallica will absolutely love this. I've been <laughs> listening to them this afternoon quite a bit. And, yeah, the unbelievable yeah i really like here comes the night definitely some early metallica vibes yeah. going through that one isn't there yeah is it real full-on uh thrash for uh fans of that genre life-wise we've not actually seen them yet ourselves but they seem to be quite active this year they've just done three dates with hell affected last weekend mm-hmm. and then upcoming they've got quite a lot so I don't know if this is a full list of what they've got going on, but ones that I have noted, on the 3rd of March, they're playing the 229 in London. 4th of March, they're playing Utox Metal Mayhem. 
which is in Utoxeter. 26th, 28th of May, they're at Manifest in Whittlebury Park. 7th to the 9th of July at Colville Metal Invasion. 18th, 22nd of October, Derby Altfest. And 4th to the 5th of November, Rabid Fest in Oxford. Well, or we'll, is that Rabid Fest? The Rabid Fest. Rabid yeah. Fest in Oxford. But yeah, they seem to be doing quite a lot on the touring front this year. So do check them out on the social media and keep up to date with where they're playing if you're interested in giving them a watch. We'll be seeing them at Derby Alt Fest, if not before. Yep. So go give them a listen. That's the end of episode 42 then. So thank you as always for listening. If you're not already following us on our very social media places, please do. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Ready to Mosh Cast, Facebook, TikTok and YouTube at Ready to Mosh. And obviously this podcast is out on all the usual podcast places. If you're listening to it, you'll know that. So please give us a like, share and follow as well. That'd be very much appreciated. And we'll be back next week with episode 43. You're making it stop, Moog. <laughs>